and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. Kristen, I'm glad you're back this week. I'm Liz Gumbiner. We're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we're going to talk with an expert about how to get a positive attitude to help you reach your goals this year. I'm excited. And you know what? It doesn't even matter that it's February, right, Liz? What? We can I, still reach our goals. Now <laughs> and any year. And plus, I'd like to know like how to reach your goal if your goal is having a positive attitude. So we're going to find out about that in a minute. We are going to find out. And of course, we will close our show with our cool picks of the week. Well, let's talk about Sandy Joy Weston. And all I have to say is one word, Philly, because yeah, Eagles, I'm from Doylestown. She's from Philly. Liz has Philly family, so it's a big Eagles crowd. But of course, we're not going to be talking about Philly. Liz, this bio is amazing. I know. And you know what? Patriots fans will also appreciate her bio. (laughs) I'll just say she's an equal opportunity, positive influence. Sandy is a trainer, a mom, a Philly-based, obviously, fitness instructor and frequent media personality. And she's hosted fitness segments. Kristen, you're going to be jealous with the Phillies, the <gasps> Eagles, the Flyers, oh. and the 76ers. So now we yes. know why Kristen wanted to have her on. <laughs> Sandy was actually the first female trainer for the Philadelphia Flyers, which is so cool. You got to tell Drew that. Yeah, I know. My son is a huge ice hockey fan, and she's got a new book, Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow. It's all about helping people with mindset training and goal setting, because I love this. She believes when you are better first, you're in a better position to reach your goals, and now she's going to help us. Welcome, Sandy. Yay! By the way, thanks for plugging the Eagles because you have to. I mean, you just have to. You definitely have to. I mean, I'm going to ride this for a long time. You deserve it. It's been a long time coming. Yes. I know. We're excited. I feel really excited for the folks who have been like super longtime fans of the Eagles. I mean, I grew up in the area, but I know there are super diehards. Um, But talk about achieving goals and thinking positive. It's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk to you about. It's the same thing. You're right. It's like I was the underdog and everybody counted me out. I cannot tell you, even people that love me, love me a lot, (laughs) which say, you know, it's really hard to get a book out there. And, you know, there's millions of books out there. If it shows you one thing, you have to, and they love me, and maybe they're trying to protect me. You have to really want it yourself, just like they did. And if you do, then you don't have to say anything to anybody. You just keep going and going and going, and then it happens, man. Put your head down, or like you, or probably your head in your computer, and start writing. So, <laughs> so you really believe in positive thinking? Yes. I, I, I do. It's an ant, too. So I truly believe in positive thinking, but you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's like the law of attraction. People say, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then I sit and the universe brings it to me. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it works? I better get off my butt. Yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> but you know, I'm split on this because sometimes I believe in the power of manifesting goals, right? Like there are times that I really open myself up and I'm like, I'm ready to do X. And then that thing falls in my lap. And then there are times that I'm like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. You know, like if everybody just wished for a million dollars and got a million dollars, that would be great, but that doesn't happen. So where do you like draw the balance between positive thinking and then like, actually you have to do things besides think to reach your goals. Okay. This is like a three day workshop. We're going to break it down user friendly. The first thing is, you know, you have all different emotions. So even in positive psychology, if you go to one of those conferences, they're not up there saying you shouldn't be angry, negative, you know, feel jealous, frustrated, all those stuff. You want to embrace all those emotions because they're real. You're not a robot. 
All right. Right. You don't want to pretend you're pippy skippy when you're not. But what do you do once you have those emotions and how to react? And it's just shifting out of them sooner. So if you have positive habits, you own it like, okay, right now I'm really angry. And if you can take a step back from it and just breathe a little and say, no one else is responsible for this. I feel angry. and It's okay. I'm a human being. Then what? Then you start making the shift happen into an attitude that's going to serve you well, I say. A more positive attitude that's going to serve you well. But here's the thing. It's not just the positive attitude. It's the emotion behind it. So if you truly, really believe it's going to come, it's going to come. But when you're saying, all right, a million dollars is going to fall into my lap, most people really don't believe that. They want that. But I can tell you, as far as my life, I mean, if you don't believe in a higher power or some kind of universal system, just my life is proof in the pudding. So I didn't really even need like scientific proof or anything. Every time I would just block out what was right in front of me and just keep focusing on what I really wanted. And that came. Always. Yeah. I mean, but I had to believe it. Do you see I, what I mean? I can see what you're saying, too, because I feel like so many people are distracted. I mean, I think even though we believe that we really want something, perhaps we are very distracted by, you know, what's around us and the negativity. But can I just say the point that you brought up about moving from things quickly? I mean, I hear that a lot when you talk to people who are really into meditation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they say. It's not necessarily that you're not experiencing feelings. It's the fact that you're like, oh, I'm angry. I'm going to be angry here for a minute and then I'm going to move on because so many of us I mean, I'll raise my hand here. Like, it's easy for me to spiral. So I'm like angry and then I'm sad and then I'm hurt. And then all of a sudden I've spent like four hours in the depths of what didn't necessarily need to be such a long, drawn out feeling experience. And as long as you recognize that, I mean, there's going to be times it's going to happen. I mean, come on, you know, you're just going to spiral and go, yeah, that happened and move forward because everyone does, but it'll happen less and less. The more you do things, whether it's meditation, journaling, working out that make you go into that positive space, it won't happen as much. Or when it does, you won't beat yourself up and therefore you'll go back right on track. And it only takes 17 seconds for one thought to connect to the other. So (laughs) if they're positive thoughts, that's good. You know what I mean? That's why I always go milk it. Milk that thought. Let me hear 17 seconds, Liz. You're like having Jillian Michaels on. (laughs) I love it. I feel like she's going to like beat us up until we have positive thinking. (laughs) But I also feel like there's something to be said about a wall of positivity though, right? Like you just don't let that in. Again, that's a meditation thing too. It's like you just, stuff just cannot penetrate. Now you tap into your fitness background. I mean, over 30 years in the fitness field, what's the biggest thing that you've learned being a fitness personality that you're applying to this concept, this idea of positive thinking and healing, which is what your book is all about? Okay. So it's the reason I wrote the book. Here's the big trick. And I studied it for years and interviewed thousands of people And the people that got results, no matter where they were in life, whether they were the mom, the dads, the CEOs, movie stars, or athletes, you ready for it? Yes. They did something every single day. Damn, I thought you were going to say that. (laughs) That got them in the positive zone. It didn't matter if it was a minute. It didn't matter if it was three minutes. I know. This is years of studying, working with professors, doing two-hour interviews, and going, okay, my clients always got results. Why? Well, I knew how to pick them. I knew they were ready, and it didn't matter. You know, they all did something differently, whether they got up and played jazz music, whether they journaled, whether they meditated, and it didn't make a flying bit of difference whether it was one minute or an hour. 
every day, even the athlete, what you call a super, they did something every day to get them in the zone. But what do you say realistically? Like, I know plenty of people who have been plugging away at dreams for a long time, and it's not happening for them yet. Whether it's writing, whether it's wanting to have children and a family, or, you know, meeting a life partner, whether it's, you know, wanting to be successful in their field. Not everyone can just be successful, even if they're doing something every day. Like, what do you say to those people who feel like they've been working so hard for so long and are just not getting to where they want to go? All right. So this is easy peasy. You have to be able to think about all the things that are happening in your life and that you are appreciative of. If you focus on those and not the one thing that isn't happening, I'm telling you, I don't know when it will happen, but you have to let go of when it will happen and the outcome. Because whatever you focus on, you get. So if you keep focused on, I don't have a meet. I don't have a meet. What am I going to do? I don't have a meet. I don't have a God, I wish I could meet and meet. I'm just going to write. I want to meet and meet. I want to meet and meet. That's not coming from positivity. So you have two ways things happen, guys. It's love or fear-based. That's fear-based. So you have to shift those thoughts. Like say you want to have financial freedom or abundance. Think about all the other areas in your life that are abundant. Like all those nine or 10 areas that you're abundant in. And then say, think of the difference. Oh, wouldn't it be great if my new job allowed me lots of money to travel and feel that feeling? Now it's not frustrated. Now it's exciting versus I don't have this. I don't have this. Because what happens is you could have nine things going great in your life. And what happens? It's human nature. We focus on the one thing. Our kids at school not doing well. Our husband's not picking up the laundry. My boss doesn't give me creds. And that's what we focus on. And bam, you're right into the negative thing versus focusing on all the other great things. Yeah. I mean, I hear gratitude coming out when you were talking, Sandy, and I feel as though there have been a lot of studies. Liz is the resident data nerd, so I don't, I'm not going to start quoting any gratitude studies, but I know there have been a lot in terms of even just stress and health, Correct. but also in making changes to be able to practice gratitude. I mean, heck, there's even apps now that help you practice gratitude. Yes. Um, and I, look, I mean, I am one to really, truly believe that there is something to be said about glass half full versus glass half empty. Mm -hmm. But I know that there are so many people that have had so many glass half empty moments. And I mean, after a while, it just can get really difficult to be able to even see that glimmer of, you know, positivity. I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking of people who have been like working on trying to sell a book for 10 years and it just hasn't happened. At what point do you say, all right, I can be as positive as I want, but this isn't going to happen for me and I have to shift my mindset or shift my dream? You know, like not everything great happens to everybody all the time. Oh, that's absolutely true. It's not like every moment of your life you wake up and it's like, wow, you know, yeah. two thoughts. One, it did take me over six years for this book. So let's just keep that in mind. All right. That's great information. That's good to know. Cause I think people see things like, oh, she's got a book and everybody thinks overnight success. Well, right? don't you think social media leads to that a little bit, Liz? I mean, cause like I feel like I've been writing a novel forever. I wrote a book, you know, many years ago and so did Liz. When you're surrounded by people who are always seemingly doing something amazing, because that's at least what I see on Facebook, not as much on Twitter, but definitely Facebook and Instagram. I think it can be really hard. And it can also really blur the lines of what's actually happening. You know, it's like, 
oh, well, look at her. She got a book deal. Well, we don't know that for the last however many years she's been trying to get a book deal. We only see that she got the book deal. So I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me, Liz. Well, that's why I don't follow people who, like, yeah. color correct their lives. <laughs> to use a phrase. Like, I really, I really want to talk to people who are, like, honest about positivity, negativity, you know, <laughs> trial, error, failures, successes. Like, I find that really helpful to me. So a couple of things. First, so you know, when I was doing this and writing and journaling and seeing why I really wanted it, I uh, didn't go on the social media stuff. I didn't listen to what people did and didn't do. I didn't care. Here's, here's things that will help you. All right. First of all, my mission, the whole reason I wrote this book was not for you to be happy when you had the perfect mate, when your book got sold, when your kid, you know, was in the AP course, you know, when your boss get your race is what are you doing to feel joy now? So everything I do in the day is to feel joy and then there's no downside to that. So I'm joyful. And maybe if you looked at my life and how it was, you'd be like, really, Weston? Why were you even happy? Mm -hmm. But I was able to focus not because I had a book, not because I had a husband, not because of this. Because if you looked, it's been long roads for me and me just focusing in on myself and believing in myself, whether the book got published or not. Like when my agent, God bless her soul in New York, took me for dead and 26 people turned me down, didn't even open my book. But yeah, she's kind of nobody. I didn't really care. I'm like, it's okay. I'll self-publish. And like a year and a half later, when really nobody was doing it, I'm like, it's cool. I told you, my message is going out there. I'll self-publish. And then the literally last five people she would send it to, the last one picked me up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, my dad is a recruiter for uh, executives in advertising, and he's always had the best line that really sums up what you're saying, that he says to candidates who are struggling on job hunts, he says it only takes one yes. Yep. So you may get 10 no's, 20 no's, 13 no's. It doesn't matter. All you need is one. My yes. staff is like, you know, so I own health clubs and most of them are younger. And they're like, Sandy, how'd you succeed? I'm like, oh, I don't think you really want to know. And they're like, no, we really do. <laughs> okay. Well, it was different times. So I worked my way all through college, jobs, whatever. I pumped gas, I waitressed, I did whatever. But whatever I did, if I chose to do it, I did it the best I could. And I didn't complain about the owners or my bosses because then I would get a new job. So when I pumped gas, I got awards because I was the best gas pump. I love that you pumped gas. And I did for over a year and I waitressed and cocktail waitressed and did my share of fast food restaurants. And even when I took jobs as a fitness director and was way underpaid and the owners were not the best, I thought, I don't care because I take pride in what I'm doing and it will trickle into everything. Instead of being, oh, this person didn't recognize me. Oh, poor me. No, no. I took responsibility for my entire life. And that's why I always felt joy. And that's why people wanted to back me. I spent four years doing my projections for my first health club and they took it and they go, and they threw it in the garbage and they go, we're just backing you West. And I'm like, why the freak did you make me do that? <laughs> and it took me three years to get a lease for my first health club back in 93 because I didn't have any money. And I was a girl. I just always hear when someone says, no, I go, so you think maybe, that's the first thing that goes in my head. So you don't want me to be in the speaker bureau because, oh, okay, so you're just not in a mood today. That's what goes through my head with every single thing. I love that. I like the thought of not yet <laughs> instead of no. I like that. I like that a lot. Not yet. Yeah. Except for parenting. Remember, Liz, we had on Catherine Perlman, and she said, if you're ever going to say yes, just say yes at first and don't say no. Remember? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because kids start to think that your no's are not yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, with kids. Not with kids. All right. Did that answer? I don't know if that yeah, helped. Yeah. Look, look, you know, just hearing someone who has come so far, I mean, with your background and hearing your struggles and you being able to keep a positive attitude through it, I think is awesome. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, I, I don't want to keep going back to social media, but for me, I think it can be very hard to keep a positive attitude, you know, trying to keep our heads down these days. It's really easy to be distracted. And I think that's a great message for parents and really anyone out there. Like if you are feeling as though your mood and your attitude are being affected by what's going on around you, you might need to block it out. You might need to turn off those notifications and just focus on your goal. Speaking of which, you say in your book, Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow, that anyone can reach a goal in three minutes a day. What does that mean? Yeah, what, what, what? what? Need more info there, Sandy. <laughs> well, first of all, we're going to have a challenge for you two young girls because it really young girls. Oh, we love you. Youngins. <laughs> you guys are gorgeous, but whatever. So one to three minutes a day because remember we talked about the beginning where it's creating a positive habit. So the most important thing is whatever you do, whether it's, you know, your body, your dream body, like we told about, it's that you have to get your head in the game first. So that's why I studied with spiritual leaders, part of psychologists, you know, exercise physiologists. I met with everyone. I mean, I really did. They hammered away the, the top professors in the world. I'm lucky to have right there in Philadelphia. And I have to give them cred. They helped me come up with the one to three minutes because I spent over a year and I made this journal page. And I said, listen, it's going to be user friendly. It won't take people more than five minutes a day. I failed. All right. Want to talk about failure? Let's not talk about failure. It just got me closer to my dream. It went flat. <clears throat> on my face because only one or two people actually did it even for 30 days. Ah. And I sat down for my professor and I go, Dr. Ketrick. He's like <laughs> looking at me because I did what you said. I made the journal page and they only had to do this and that. He goes, Weston, you screwed up. I go, what did I do now? He goes, nobody's going to spend five minutes to change their life in a positive way. That's too long. I go, is this a joke? He goes, no, the average person is not going to spend five minutes. Even if you tell them it really works, he goes, it's got to take one to three minutes. So he really helped ah. me the journal page that it literally can't take you a minute at a time. And if you just did it a minute a day, great to refocus your head, think about why you're really here, what your game plan is, which is that acronym and come up with your positive statement for 30 days. He goes, now they'll do it. So I went back, recreated. That's why the book is all about that. Recreate the journal page. And now, Surprise. yeah, and everyone was doing it. You know what? That's so interesting to me, but I can imagine like there's something about the mindset of five minutes, like one to three sounds like nothing. But when you start to get to like five minutes, you're like, all right, that is significantly longer. Like I could see where people, if they're like, oh, just a minute or just a few, like three is a few, right? Like that makes sense. Look, when we post a video on Facebook, if we're like, this is worth two minutes of your time, that's really different than spend five minutes on this yeah. video, which starts to yeah. feel like a significant chunk out of, you know, like the, the minute hand has gone from 12 to one at that point. <laughs> so yeah, I think, you know, it feels longer. It's social media. Our brains just go from one thing to the next. I mean, oh, totally. we can't focus. And well. I can see Sandy, like being able to focus on one thing or say, let's say it's your goal mm -hmm. for three minutes every day is pretty amazing because we're so distracted. I mean, Liz and I have six kids between us Ooh, that we know of. That we know of. <laughs> wah, that wah, we, know wah. Wah. we haven't used that for a while. Party. Ooh, I love we're it. running our business. <laughs> I mean, we have so many things that we're juggling. So to be honest with you, I can imagine like it makes sense to me now as I think about this, that being able to focus on one goal for yeah. three minutes 
every day is actually a lot of time. Oh, and we're talking even a, a minute. So I made these pagers so user-friendly that you only had to write your positive power statements. For me, I'll tell you, I, every month I change it. So for me right now, because I was doing a lot of like fun parting for the book and a little too much wine, okay, a lot too much wine, <laughs> I eat and move to feed my body and soul. So that's my power statement. Some other people's power statement might be, I eat and move to feel and look great or oh, I'm really loving my new job, but it's just one statement. You can't go all over the place. Not that you don't have other things you want to accomplish, but you just keep writing it or saying it. And some people set an alarm like every hour or two just to remind yeah, themselves. I the girl that. said to me, she's like, Sandy, I can't do this. I have so many goals. I can't just think of one power statement. I mean, I have so many. I said, have you reached any of those in the last few years? <laughs> uh, well, no. Okay, well then let's start with one. one. Yes. Oh, I mean, we tell our kids that. Like a lot of this, like we tell our kids, like you're focusing on too many things. Like let's just focus on one thing and do that well or whatever it is. And you're talking a lot about journaling. And I know we mentioned there are different ways that people can find positivity, right? Like meditation or just moments yeah. of silence. But you also talk a lot about journaling. Can you speak more to that? I mean, the book is very heavy into yeah. journaling. Why is it so awesome? Why should we be doing that? That was the reason I wrote this book. They were trying to cut the journals out and put them set on like, you don't understand. That's the purpose of the book, to have people focus in and write it down. All right. So I always believed in it and I've been doing it for years and I saw the power of it and how it worked for me, but I didn't have scientific proof. Now, the studies that are coming out, it's incredible. So here it is. You have the right and left side of your brain. Your right side is your imaginative, creative side, right? And your dreaming side. Your left side is your more logical side. When you write it down, that's your logical side working. So you're bringing the two sides together, creative and imaginative, and your logical side. So you're really bringing it to your conscious mind. And they showed that 42% of more people and anything they're trying to reach, reach their goals more often if they write it down. I thought that was amazing. I mean, I've seen people do it. I've seen athletes do it, spiritual leaders do it. But now to have the science behind it, that's amazing. In addition, just writing it down reminds you. Like you said, you need little things to remind you. And we're so busy and our brains go from one thing to the next. When you write it, it focuses you in. What is it I want to feel? What outcome do I want? Why do I want a new job? Why do I want to meet? Why would I love this book? And so for me, I wrote down like why I wanted my book to be picked up. And I just found this the other day oh. and I won't read the whole thing, but it's, I can't even read it because I'll cry. Oh. And I have it in my notes, but the first part is when someone, oh my God, I got to breathe. When <laughs> someone picked up my book, I would like them to feel love, joy, and fun. I want them to have hope for whatever they want to accomplish. I oh. want their life to have ease and flow. That's lovely. Yeah. It's funny. I don't always think of journaling as being about self-care, but I know we recently did a post on Cool Mom Tech where we talked about free apps that actually can help with that. And I just want to make a recommendation to our listeners. The Day One app, and I feel like we've talked about this before, is such a good journaling app. And I don't see myself as a journaler, even though I'm like a writer. I write all day, all the time. But it's like the best, most organized app just to help you like jot stuff down, keep track of things, whether it's photos, locations, whatever. And actually, I just opened it just now to like click on it and see what's new these days. You're not going to believe this. This is meant to be. So the pop-up journaling and self-care. Oh, <laughs> and it's all about those who handle stress well are often masters of self-care. And for many people, the best form of self-care is keeping a journal. Here are a few ways journaling with day one can help. So anyway, you are definitely 
like onto something that is hitting the zeitgeist right now. And I think it's going to be valuable to a lot of people. But, by the way, sometimes if let's say you're frustrated, angry, jealous, you need to have a brain drain. So journaling sometimes for people and people journal all different ways, you've got to get it out. So you write down all the reasons why you think you can't because they must be in there. Then put a big X in it. And then we go towards their journal. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Actually, Kristen, that's like the episode where we talked about um, tools for helping you be more organized and stop procrastinating. Yeah. And the one that I talked about really worked for me was anytime something is stopping you from doing something, stop, take the time to write down, why am I avoiding this? Why aren't I doing it? What's in my way? And, you know, to your point, Sandy, just sometimes seeing that in writing makes you go, oh, okay, I'm not making a dentist appointment for two years because I'm terrified of having cavities or because I can't find my insurance card or because my my (laughs) dentist retired and I need to find a new one and that seems like a hassle. And once you put that down, you know exactly what you have to overcome and you can kind of get rid of the emotional barriers to progress, not even with just writing a book, but sometimes just day-to-day things you have to take care of in your life that we put off. So I think that's a really good tip. Yeah, anything. And Dennis is high up there for me. (laughs) So listen, let's finish up with this last one because many of our listeners, not all, but I would say most, are our parents. And, you know, we know that it's important for our kids too. Is this something that's just a lot of leading by example? Or is there one thing that we parents can do with our kids to set them off on this positive direction? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. And the first thing, it yes, it is. Is leading by example because kids pick up even more than adults energy they sense your mood most kids can tell when you're sad even if you're trying to cover it up you know i heard somebody say to their mom but you constantly complain about grandma <laughs> mother-in-law <laughs> so if you're trying to tell them to have a positive attitude but every time you come home you go oh my god that woman doesn't da, 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 da. we sometimes don't realize that so it is lead by example but they also can feel your energy so you really want to be honest with them. And I think sometimes the kids think, oh, I'm supposed to be positive and it's not okay to be angry, sad, and you know, like the emotions we were all talking about. And I think you have to let them know or even show them sometimes, you know, that you get jealous, you get mad, you get angry, all those emotions, but give them tools on how to deal with it. Even for my son who's 14 and, you know, going through teenage (laughs) years, I did pump in (laughs) subliminally tapes into the car when he was little. (laughs) It's the same thing. Really, I sit down with him. You say, mom, you don't get this, but you don't get that. And I said, well, I don't share it that much with you, but I'm so glad that you told me that. And it's okay. And now what are we going to do? And what action are we going to take? And he knows the three deep breaths. He knows to take a deep breath in and out whenever he's upset to calm him down. So like when I'm getting ready to go, oh mom, you're getting ready to fire a dad. Just remember he loves you. I know, don't walk in the house yet. It's real. <laughs> three deep breaths. He's so cool with me. He goes, okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. Take those three deep breaths, mom. All right. I mean, I give him little things like that. I think we all need three deep breaths before we, <laughs> we do anything, do. before we get out of bed. Well, listen, Sandy, people can find you everywhere. I'm going to just rattle off because you've got, you're on Instagram, you're Sandy Joy Weston, Sandy Joy Weston official on Facebook, and your website is sandyjoyweston.com. Good, consistent branding, yes. Sandy Joy Weston. Well done. <laughs> Not my idea. Not my Very idea. smart. Very and smart. we're so excited for your new book, Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow. Congratulations. I love it. Yeah. And now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. And Sandy, you're our guest. You get to go first. You get to go first. Yay, me. Woo-hoo. I'm so excited. You ready for this? Yes. It's going to get rid of all your wrinkles. And I normally don't do skincare <gasps> Ooh, things, but okay. it's called Keep. 
It's Q-E-T. I know it sounds weird. doesn't mean anything the woman said. She just liked the way the Q was, but it's Key Botanical Skincare Products. And Key is all natural, organic, and guess what? Made really, really, really made in small batches. And I was fortunate enough to meet the woman, Lisa, who is the creator of this company and makes everything. She first lived in Wisconsin and now she's out in California. And oh my goodness, I'm telling you, it's just beautiful, amazing, not expensive. You don't need a lot of the stuff. You just feel really good about it. And she came up with it because of all the skincare problems she was having. And she just looks amazing. I mean, she's got to be in her 50s and she needs no makeup at all. Well, I love that you're supporting a small brand. That is right on brand for us. I know. And there's a little line over the E. So that's why it's the Keat, Liz. It's Q-E-T with a little line. So we'll link up all the information about that on our site. If you guys go to coolmompics.com and look at the podcast category at top, you'll find show notes for every episode, including this one. And we'll have links to Keat Botanicals and all the cool stuff that you're hearing here today. Oh, I'm looking right now. I'm seeing night serums and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, okay. You know what? I'll go next because mine is actually a beauty product too. So I got a lovely gift certificate to a spa for Christmas from my children and my husband. And I went this past weekend and discovered something I'd never heard before. Dazzle dry nail polish. Have either of you heard of that? I've only heard of it because you put it on our Instagram stories and I was like, ooh, what's that? (laughs) A lot of people like gel, but that really doesn't do well with my nails. And regular nail polish lasts like probably three hours after I leave the salon before it's chipped. So this stuff is vegan. It's non-toxic. Ooh. It dries in five minutes like gel. No way. Yes, it does. And when did I get it done? Saturday. It's Wednesday. It hasn't chipped yet at all. Wow. It, yeah, it's amazing. And it was like $5 more, I think, than the regular nail polish. Apparently, it's been around since 2012. Huh. Um, so I'm, I'm really not hip on the beauty trends, apparently. But um, <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. And it's my new favorite thing. I love that it. That is a good cool pack. Yeah, it's a little heavier. And I love that it's vegan and non-toxic. And you don't need that light because I know people don't like that UV light to um, dry gel nails. So it's no light. Well, if it's new to you, I'm sure it's new to a lot of our listeners, too. So that's yeah. good. I know they love when we do beauty picks. I am not doing a beauty pick. I'm doing um, something that helps you from within in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) So this week I was at the New York Now gift show. It used to be called the gift show or the international gift show or something like that at the Javits Center, which is where we find so many of our cool picks for Eats, Tech, and Cool Mom picks throughout the year. And I'm always looking for mom-run and women-run companies and small businesses. You know, we always joke that we look for the booths in trade shows where there's like 18 brands sharing one booth because they can't afford one by themselves. (laughs) And we're like, those are our people. That's true. That's true. So one of the cool small companies that I found, I'm so excited about them. There's a mom from Austin, and she invented something for all you wine drinkers. Oh, boy. It's called the Vin Glacé. Vin, Vin Glacé. V-I-N, which is like French for wine. Va Glacé. <laughs> it's like iced wine in French, right? It's So it's at vinglacé.com, but we just wrote about it on coolmomeats.com. It's a vacuum-sealed wine bottle insulator. What? So basically, if you take your wine out of the fridge... And you put it just, it, it's like this cute looking like little sleeve in white or gray or pink. And you twist it on. You can pour it. So it's almost, it looks like kind of a wine thermos almost, but you keep it in the bottle and it will keep your wine or champagne perfectly chilled or keep your red wine at temperature if you keep it in a wine refrigerator. So you can take it on the go, leave it at the table, and then you don't have to deal with like ice buckets and like you don't even have to chill this thing. That's You just crazy. literally put the wine right into it and use it to pour and it keeps your wine cold. And I am so 
buying one. I think it's really cool. Sandy, you better change your goal, sister. I know. Next <laughs> month because you're going to want one of these. <laughs> you guys are like, all natural botanical. And I'm like, wine. Wine. <laughs> so Vin awesome. it's a really cool mom who invented it. And by the way, she's a breast cancer survivor. So she gives a portion of proceeds to breast cancer Ooh. research. And so just the kind of business that we love supporting. And I liked her a lot when I met her. Fantastic. And listen, you can find everything we've talked about, links to Sandy's websites, her new book, and everything we talked about on our Cool Picks of the Week over on CoolMomPicks.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sandy. Oh, this has been fun. I really feel blessed that you guys had me on. It's been the highlight, baby. All right. <laughs> well, now I feel like I need to start journaling and I need to do something for one minute a day other than, I don't know, wine. <laughs> and not the, not the good wine, the W-H-I-N-E wine. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag parenting problems. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawned. I'm back. Yay, Christine's I'm glad back. to have you back. I mean, last week was wonderful, but yeah. I missed you. I always miss you when you're not here. Aww. And huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen, who makes us sound good, as good as he possibly can. And hey, we love hearing from you, our listeners. You are the best. We love seeing your reviews on iTunes, so please keep them coming. They really make us so happy. Make sure to subscribe to Spawn so you don't miss an episode. In fact, you can do it right now. Yes, while you're listening to us, you can actually do that too. It's multitasking at its finest. And it takes less than three minutes and it will bring you joy. So it's all good. Oh, I feel like three <laughs> seconds so you can move on to other things. There you go. <laughs> and then be sure to download or save our episodes. And thank you for listening to Spawned. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.